Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Tzioin B'mishpatipada. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parashas Dvorim, which was also Shabbos Chazoin, which was the sixth day in the month of Menachimov in the year Tafshin Mem Zayin 36 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in the Prophets where it says, Tzioin, Zayin b'mishpatipada will be redeemed through justice v'shavel, and its captives b'tzdaka with charity. Now this verse is the end and the final part of the Aftorah of, of this Shabbos, and in this, uh, with this uh, verse, they start the Hasidic discourses in the Kutli Torah, on this parsha, which is the classical Hasidic discourses from the Alter Rebbe, <clears throat> which we call the Hasidic Torah portion of the week. And the Alter Rebbe explains in the Kutli Torah, and in other Hasidic discourses of the Alter Rebbe, with this, with this, uh, title of Tzio in Bimishpati Pada and elsewhere in many, many places as well. And the same thing also with different Hasidic discourses of the Chabad Rabbeim after the Altar Rebbe, based on what it says in, in, in Chazal, that Bechol Yoim Yiu Be'inecha Kachadoshim, which means that every single day, it has to be like it's a new day. Every single time you're learning Torah, it's a brand new Torah. It's not like we're learning an old Torah or doing an old mitzvah. You're doing a mitzvah, it's a brand new mitzvah. You're doing it now the, for the first time. You're learning Torah, it's right now the first time. You're praying, it's like for the first time. It has to be new. It can't be something you're doing old. And that's the way you're supposed to live. You're supposed to live your life. Every single time you're praying, you're studying, you're doing a mitzvah. It's a brand new mitzvah. It's a new relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's not an old script. It's a new script. But what happens when it's not so, when you're living life, like in the past, like I did it yesterday, the day before, oh, I already dabbed, I'm dabbing again, I'm praying again, I'm studying again, I'm doing a mitzvah again. It means it's not new, so what's the advice? How do we make it new again? So on this, the prophet comes along and says, How is Zion, and we'll soon see what Zion means, on a spiritual level, how is Zion redeemed? Bimishbat. And we'll soon see what that means. And Meshavah, how is the captive redeemed? It's Dukkah with charity. So in other words, the altar was explaining the verse on a spiritual level. Now what does that mean? That we're supposed to have a new life every moment. But what happens when we're not living a new life? We're living some old life. Then we have to watch like the Rebbe is going to explain now at length in more details. What does that mean? They're explaining this. What is Tzion? So literally, Tzion is referring to the land of Israel, etc. But we're referring to on a, on a spiritual level and a practical level in our lives. Tzion is referring to the neshama, the soul that we have. So why is it called Tzion, only a sign? Because the soul that we have within us, the neshama that we have, is a part of God. So in other words, the soul that we have within us is a Tzion, is a sign um on the very, very high level, which is basically a part of God. So the soul is a part of God, and the soul is basically a sign for the real power which comes Baruch himself. That is what Tzion means. The Shaveha, the captive, is not referring to the Neshama, it's referring to the body. Because the body is in captivity. Because on the body, it's, you, you can say the expression that he's in captivity. However, the soul, which is only a sign on, on what's going on high, so the soul is not in Gullus, the soul is not in exile. 
So now the tziyah is referring to the neshama, the soul. <coughs> and it's a sign because it's referring to the real power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Vishavel is referring to the body, the body is in exile. And like Dura like brings like the altar that says in Tanya. And he explains in Tanya, in the name of the Eitz Chaim, which is from the writings of the Arizal, and he says like this, the soul itself doesn't need to be fixed. And because the, the soul is a part of God. Now, why did the soul come down to this world? The soul came down to this world to fix and elevate the body and the animal soul and the physical world. So the soul is okay. It came down to elevate the body, the animal soul, and the world. Now, so if that's the case, the soul is okay. So why do you have to see him the mishpati Why do you have to redeem the soul if there's nothing wrong with the soul? So the reason why you have to redeem the soul, what does that mean you have to redeem the soul? Again, because we're saying there's nothing wrong with the soul. Not God forbid to take the soul out of exile and captivity. What, what we mean is that in reference to the, the uh, spiritual work that the soul could be accomplishing, and it's being distracted with things it shouldn't be busy with, so you have to redeem it from him from the soul being busy with things which is not necessarily high level for the soul. So again, the soul is always connected to God. The soul doesn't need to be redeemed. What needs to be redeemed is the soul is busy with things which is not important to the soul. In other words, the soul on its soul on its own is in the level of tahiri. It's one hundred percent pure. And even though when it comes down to the, the world of Bria, Yitzira, etc., um, up to the world of Asiya, so nevertheless the, the, the soul remains Tahirihi. But what happens is when it's lack when it's lacking in its work that it's trying to accomplish, so it needs to be redeemed from being busy with the with, uh, non-important uh, non things for the soul, and that's what needs to be redeemed. Okay, so based on that, Derba explains. Now we're going to explain why it says Tzion, again, which we know Tzion is referring to the soul, and we know it has to be redeemed because it's being busy with things it shouldn't be busy with. So it has to, it says Tzion, but Mishpati Pada. It doesn't, it's, it, it makes a blanket statement. But it doesn't say from where it has to be redeemed. It says Tzion, the soul, has to be redeemed, but from where is it being redeemed? So why doesn't it say from where it has to be redeemed? So first of all, it says, because the fact is, every soul is different. Every soul in this world has a different job. And therefore, every, every soul has to be redeemed from where it's stuck and where it's busy with. Everyone on their level. So if you can't say the soul is stuck here. Everyone has a soul, and every soul is stuck where it's busy, whatever it's busy with. That's point number one. Now, I have to a step further. Because what's the whole idea of redeeming of the, of the soul? You know, it's not redeeming from a certain place. Or like it's got in a bad place, but it's actually all relative. In other words, it's relative based on where it could be reaching. And since it's not reaching that level, that they ha therefore you have to redeem it. So there was explaining two points. One is why it doesn't say where it has to be redeemed from, because first of all, every soul is different. That's point number one. Point number two is that even in the soul, the, the soul who it is, it, it all depends what it, what its level it should be busy with. So every person's different, and every avoid is different. And that's why it doesn't say from where specifically has to be redeemed. But nevertheless, it says, the soul has to be redeemed with mishpat, and the body is redeemed <coughs> with stuck or with charity. In other words, how do you redeem the soul? Mishpat. What does mishpat mean? What does laws mean? It's referring to the laws of the Torah. 
And what's the connection with Mishpat and the laws of the Torah? So like it says in the Torah, that the, it says, the verse says, harishain, like the first position. What does the Targum translate? Mishpat, the judgment. Kehilchasa, like a halacha. It says clearly it's halacha. So in other words, see him in Mishpat, how do you redeem the soul from it not doing what it's supposed to and not reaching the level it should reach? By learning Torah. And how do you redeem the body? That's through charity. What does that mean? The Rebbe explains like this. What is the difference between Mishpat and Sdaka? And again, we said Mishpat is basically is, is halacha, and, and Sdaka is more charity. That will be the same difference as the difference between Torah and Mitzvahs. Why? Because the fact that the laws of the Torah, Mishpat, that's the main part of the Torah. What it means to pain part? Because the fact is, after you learn, and uh, this rabbi says like this, and the other one rabbi says, and you have discussions, you can spend hours discussing, but after all that, you come to halacha. What's the Jewish law? How am I supposed to live my life according to Hashem? So Torah is connected to halacha, and Sadaka, as we know, charity, that's the main of all the mitzvahs. Like the says clearly in the Talmud, that the mitzvah of charity is, is, is on the level of all the mitzvahs. It's a very, very powerful mitzvah. So again, so mishpat is referring to halacha and tzedakah's charity, and mishpat is connected to the idea of Torah, because you're learning the halacha of Torah, and then also tzedakah is connected to all the mitzvahs. Now, the general difference between mishpat, which is halacha and Torah, and tzedakah, which is all the mitzvahs, what's the difference? The difference is like this. Torah is believable. It has no, no, there's no limits. Torah is infinite. Like it says clearly, a reference of Torah, it's long forever, wider than the sea. So in other words, there's no measurement how long it is, how wide it is. Torah is infinite. And even the laws of the Torah, which seemingly say, the law says, do this, don't do that, etc. On the contrary, what is the laws of the Torah called? It's called the crown of the Torah. And what is the crown? We know it's circle, it's infinite. However, mitzvahs, Mitzvahs are very specific. Yes, they are limited. They are finite. This one applies by day. This one doesn't apply at night. This one applies during the, uh, on Shabbat, not during the week. To certain people, adults, children, um, in Israel, out of Israel. So mitzvahs is very, very specific. It's finite. In other words, so what's the difference between Torah and mitzvahs? Torah is infinite. And mitzvahs are finite. Which is the same difference between the physical body and the soul. Because Torah, which is infinite... That's more like the soul, which is infinite. And the mitzvahs, which are finite, is like the body that's finite. So therefore, it, 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 now it's beautiful. That the How do you re- redeem the soul, which is Allah, which is Torah, which is infinite, which is like the soul. On the other hand, how do you redeem the body, which, which is finite, which is through the mitzvahs, which is also, which is also finite. Okay. So what we learned so far, a beautiful translation in Tziyam, a Mishpah Deposit that's referring to Tziyam, referring to the soul. The soul is Nebuch not doing what it's supposed to be doing. The way to redeem it is connecting it, since the soul is infinite, with Torah, which is infinite. V'shavah, which is referring to the body, which is held captive in this world. V'shavah, now what's the body? The body is finite. And the way you redeem it is through doing mitzvahs. Okay. Now I was going to give another insight. Shaveha, which again we said is referring to the body, there's another insight what Shaveha means. Shaveha comes from the same word, Shaveha comes from the same word of sh- to Shuba, to return. In other words, so the Shaveha 
returning mitzvah. In other words, so since it says the idea of um, the shivya, which is, 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 is which we're translating according to the second insight, not the body, which the idea of tshuva, and it doesn't say since referring to tshuva, it doesn't say um, uh, uh, gallus exile, but it says it's held in captive. Like for example, it could have said, like for example, it says because of our sins, galino, we were exiled. In other words, but it doesn't say exiled; it says held in captive. So you see that there's a connection of shaveha captive and tshuva. There's some kind of connection with repentance and captivity versus exile. Now. Even though you're going to say, one second, it's a play on words. Shaveha, the second insight means what? It's referring to tshuva. And there's no, it's not a play on words. Why? Because Lashon HaKodesh, the holy tongue, the tongue of the Torah, the, 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 the Torah, the prophets, the writings, etc. It's not a, a, a uh, someone came up, okay, we have to create a language. It was, it was a language that was picked out. No, no, no. Lashon HaKodesh is the holy tongue. And when a word means something, it actually, it's referring to the essence of the idea of what it's referring to. In other words, why is that? Because Lashon HaKodesh is the language that Hashem used to create the world. It's Hashem's language. Not only that, Hashem created the world, all the levels of Ishtashlas, the worlds of Atzillas, Bria, Yitzira, Asira, the Ten Spheres, etc. Everything was created through what? The Lashon HaKodesh, the powerful, the powerful holy tongue. Up, not only that, but all the flows of energy, all the all the powerful light that gets comes into the world comes through what the Loshan Hakodesh. Why is that? Because any flow of energy that comes into this materialistic finite world comes through the vessels. Because without the vessels, how how, how could you contain it? Now the the vessels. What are the vessels? The vessels are the letters, the Hebrew alphabet of Loshan Hakodesh. And from 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 these letters, you have words. And that creates the vessel to hold the light. So you see, when 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 there's a word in Hebrew in Lashon Hakodesh, it's not just a word that describes a thing, or you need a name to attach to something. No, this is what the essence of it is. And since the the essence um, of this shaveha captive is in, in is is in the same words of tshuva, so obviously there must be a deep connection between health, so the captivity. And the idea of tshuva. So the question is, what is that connection? Trevor says you can explain. You can explain. Possibly say the explanation is as follows. In other words, when we say shaveha, it's not referring to captivity in itself. When we say shaveha, captivity, we're not trying to focus on someone's in captive. The goal of captivity is not for captivity. The goal is for the redemption that comes afterwards. Even though you're talking about captivity, we don't get stuck in captivity. You're in captivity so you can have the redemption. And so, so in other words, when you say Shaveha, what, so there's two ways to look at it. You can look at Shaveha, someone's in captive, Oive, or you can say, no, Shaveha, captive means they're going to be free soon. So the redemption from the freedom, so we have to focus on Shaveha, the, cap, the captive that's going to be free. So how do you take someone that's in captivity and make them free? So that comes through the avoider of tshuva, through repentance. Like it says clearly, the Jewish people will only be redeemed through tshuva. So you see the direct connection between shaveha, captivity, and tshuva, repentance. Because since shaveha is the focus is captivity, but for redemption, what causes the redemption? The tshuva, the shaveha, the captivity itself, the same letters of captivity, which is tshuva, that will take you out. What does that mean practically? <clears throat> the whole reason 
why God forbid someone's held captive it's not God forbid them they should be in captivity it's because you should have an elevation afterwards what creates the elevation tshuva creates the elevation repentance and like it says clearly, that the, the spirit is going to go back to Hashem. It's Tashav, it's going to return. So it, knows it comes down to this world, but the goal is to leave the world and go elevate it through Tshuva. And that's why the, the word for captivity doesn't say exile. Because exile, you're, you're, in, you're in exile. But over here, it wants to use specifically the word Veshaveha, because the Shaveh has the same letters as Tshuva. If it would say Gullus, I could find the goal of Gullus to be to have Gula. But you don't have it in the letters of Gullus. Versus when you use the word Shaveh, captive, in captivity you have Truva, which takes you out of Gullus. And it was to teach us that the, inter- the ultimate purpose of exile, which is Shaveh, is all about Truva. It's all about returning to Hashem. But Ruach, Tashuva, Kimashan, we should return to Hashem and obviously have a greater revelation afterwards. Okay. So that's the second insight of 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 the Shaveh Betzdaka, referring to the captivity, which are the same letters of Truva, that the, through Truva you go you go out of Gullus. And that's why Chazal tell us, like we started off at the beginning of the Chassidic discourse, that what's the reason why someone's in exile? Because unfortunately it's not Bechal Yom Yuvin The goal is life have to live that every single moment it's a brand new moment. This moment right now is a gift. And I'm going to enjoy the gift because it's brand new. I just received it. And so how do you reach that state that you can be on the level of call Yom Yom Like you begin, you start at the beginning of this, you said, you're supposed to live your life that's brand new. What happens, unfortunately, if it's not brand new? Oh, so then you have to do, see him, So according to the first insight was, uh, the Neshama through learning Torah, and the body through doing mitzvahs. But now he's going even deeper, and he's saying this. How does, it, how does your life become new? When you do the avoid of Tshuva, when you return to Hashem, the spirit goes back to Hashem that Hashem gave us. And when you return to Hashem, you actually bring in new light and new energy. And that's why it says in reference when Mashiach comes, <clears throat> everything's going to be brand new. But in other words, even the mitzvahs that we technically have already, no, they're going to be new mitzvahs. They're going to be renewed. There's going to be a whole new renewed energy to it. And like the, like the, the, um, in the middle of the Rebbe, the second Chabad explains where it says in, 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 in the Pasuk, and over there we're going to do for you, um, like the mitzvah of your will. In other words, the, the, the mitzvahs we're going to do when Mashiach comes, it's going to be like literally like the mitzvah of Hashem, the, the, the will of Hashem. And when is that going to be in the future when Mashiach comes? And the same thing also. So that you see the mitzvahs are going to be a whole different level. And the same thing also in reference to the learning Torah when Mashiach comes. It's going to be a whole new way of learning Torah. Besides the fact that the Torah we're learning in this world, which is an amazing Torah, it's Torah Hashem. You can't compare to the Torah what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. But more than that, it's, there's going to be a newness in the Torah itself. Like it says clearly, Torah We're going to see Torah from a whole, a whole different set of eyes. But the fact is, this will also come into time and space. In other words, the goal is not just to have new outside time and space, but it's going to come into time and space. This newness is going to come into time and space. Now, so obviously, what's the goal? The goal is to create newness. And the newness is, again, either through learning Torah for the soul or through doing mitzvahs. And more importantly, returning to Hashem. And when you return to Hashem, you create the newness. 
when we learn about these ideas, and especially when we go ahead and we 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 share the wellsprings of chassidus, like we're doing right now, we're learning mysticism all over the internet, and then and, and this era Shabbos Kodesh of that Shabbos is the yard site of the Arizal, and this, this Shabbat the Rebbe Chassidus was the Shabbos Chazoin. And why is it called Chazoin? Based on it says, that our eyes are going to see, we're going to return to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. And, and in this Shabbat, the Shabbos Chazoin, they show everybody the third temple, which is the Migdash Hashem, the, the powerful Migdash Hashem, Hashem crafted with his hands. And through the fact that the soul sees the temple, which is a which is a part which is uh, the soul which is a part of God sees this temple and there's the soul which is literally a part of God. What that creates it affects on the body. That what happens when you see the temple it affects on the body. The body should be happy, not only happy, uh, regular happy. You should have joy without any limits, and that will bring and that will usher in that the promise. That all these things will happen in a real way, and we're going to have the redemption, the true redemption, the complete redemption, and we're going to have tremendous joy, tremendous simcha. As as what's going to happen is Hashem is going to be revealed, and every single, every one of us is going to see that Hashem is speaking, and we're going to have then the completion of the nation. Kahal Gadol Yeshuvu Heino, all return back to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And that's going to be to bring the, the completion of the, of the land of Israel up to the point that Hashem is going to expand the, the borders of the land of Israel. The te, as we know, we're going to have the, all the te, conquer all the ten nations, also Kene, Knizu Kadmoini. And because we know the fact is that in order to have the completion land, you need to have all the people. So everyone's going to return, the land is going to return, and everyone is going to be in the land of Israel. Together with, we're going to have the completion of Torah. As we learned, just learned, Torah Chadashram Yititeche, we're going to have a brand new Torah. And when is this going to happen or it's going to happen the car of Mamash very very soon and when Hashem's ready to take us out like equal I feel like a hair of eye he's not going to wait he's not going to hold back even like the blink of an eye and it's going to happen take ev umiyad mamish so here we see another beautiful beautiful chasidic discourse in the Rebbe about the power that our soul has and our body has by learning Torah, by doing mitzvahs, by returning to Hashem, and ultimately as we turn to Hashem, we'll all merit to experience newness every single moment of our life with ultimate newness of Torah Chadasho with Mashiach Zedkenu, and our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.